This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show. It is our Twitter mailbag. But but before we get into that, in our Twitter mailbag this week, uh, we had a request from RealJC89. He says, no question today. Just asking for a birthday shout-out on today's episode, so happy birthday to you. And happy birthday to our producer, Peyton Russell, who is also celebrating a birthday. Peyton has never been alive for a Cowboys Super Bowl. He was born nine months after the last one. So uh, we're we're desperately rooting for a Super Bowl victory for Peyton. I I think win it for Peyton needs to be our hashtag. Yeah. Uh, that that needs to be what we do, but but until we can win him a Super Bowl, you know what we need to do for Peyton? What's that? We need to treat him to a night at Boomer Jacks. I think. Oh, I tell you what, he would love a night at Boomer Jacks with all the with the TVs, the great food, the menu, Perfect. the drinks. He would absolutely great place to have a celebration. Exactly, birthday drinks. You're doing happy hour. You're just looking for family night. Whatever you're doing. Boomer Jacks, perfect. Like Brian says, wall-to-wall TVs. They've got live music. Any game, any sport that you want to watch, it's up there. It's on the TV. And uh, in in this era of inflation and and heavy spending for everybody, it's nice to get something that's still reasonably priced. Absolutely. Great time. 17 DFW locations. So there is one definitely near you in the Dallas area within driving distance. Uh, So you can check yours out. Find yours at boomerjacks.com. Brian, you ready for a, a couple questions here? Shoot. First one from Rafa Gomez. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and I know this is one that uh, Ambar Garcia also kind of mentioned on Cowboys Break. That was today? Yeah. He, oh, that was he, interesting, yeah. He, he says, if Cooper Rush is undefeated by the time Dak go. is healthy, does he keep his starting job? Yeah. Brian, I'll just say right off the top. I'll give my reasoning why. He absolutely keeps his starting job, but what are your thoughts? No, I, I think so, too. And, you know, I, 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 Ambar, uh, AG, I love when she you know, brings think up Think outside stuff. the box, man. Yeah, think outside the box. And Derek Eagleton on the same show on a Cowboys break said, hey, listen, the reason why you had an 11-game winning streak with Dak, but you were also Tony Romo was near the end. Yep. And so you were looking for – the Cowboys were looking for that transition to move on from Tony Romo. And Dak Prescott, you know, lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, you know Wade Wilson. You know, they, he, he gets uh, he gets Dak on the board. They get him drafted. He has a he you know he has some really good preseason games. He wins the job, and next thing you know, you're you know you win eleven straight games. And so they they were they went the right direction there. They you know even the veteran guys were all totally on board with with Dak Prescott. I'm talking like the the Des Bryant's and the you know the Jason Wittens and guys like that. It, so, was, it was. I think that's an important thing for people to yeah. understand. For those who still hold on to the Romo yeah. never should have been replaced, you got to yeah. understand that entire locker room was on board with. They Dak were on Prescott board with Dak Prescott. Starter. And so, yeah, I, I think that I I would not if if they got through. Say they got through the Rams game and they were four and one. Yep. I still think if Dak was available for Philadelphia, every win though. Let's be honest though here too. Yeah. Every win that that they get, Cincinnati say. So you get a Giants win and you get a Commanders win, that just buys you more time with 
for Dak to get healthy. Yeah, now I will say it puts more pressure on him to perform when he gets back. Absolutely, I, I don't. Does. I don't think. He, I don't think it puts his job in jeopardy this year. Uh, but if he then struggles when he gets back, then at the end of the year and they're looking at evaluation, I don't necessarily know that it gives Cooper Rush the job, but it does make them go, well, other people are yeah. having success in here. What's going on with our quarterback? Something's yeah. not right here. We need. Uh, we need. And, and, the, and I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think he's going to come back, and I think well, he's going to play I, well. Well, you know what? I'd like to see, and I, man, I just don't have the time. I'm being honest. I don't have the time to sit down and watch. I mean, I watch the tape, but I'd like to know. I'd love for. I'd love for uh, Kurt Warner or one of these guys, these quarterback guys, to sit down and watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sit down and watch. Okay, offense with Dak. Offense with Cooper Rush, maybe get a little bit more yeah. sample size, and if Cooper, you know, has some success this week, okay, are they doing something schematically different than with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush in these games? And is it something that maybe if if Cooper Rush is having success, is it something that they need to maybe incorporate more into what the Dak Prescott? Well, and the, game? the other part of that question, not just is it something I'm, the I'm asking are, a lot. Here. No, no, no. Just is it not something? That just the Cowboys are doing different right. schematically, but is it something the opponents are also different doing? Schematically, yes. Now, I did notice there is one thing that stayed consistent, at least I noticed against Cincinnati. They're still liking to hit those PA boots. Yeah. They, they like to get that. Yep. That stayed in, in, yep. Yep. in the equation yep. there. Absolutely. Uh, question here from Greg Bailey. Uh, he says, I've heard Kellen Moore say on several occasions that all teams run basically the same plays. How much truth is there to that? If so, where does the nuance come from? Is it in the disguise or in finding the vulnerable matchups? I think when Kellen Moore says that, he's talking more about route concepts. Like, you've got a route tree, and there's, you know, so many combinations that teams use, especially based on, you know, formation, where you're out on the hash, where you're out on the field. Like, in that sense, yes, that's true. But obviously, there's more nuance to that. But, Brian, uh, if you want to speak to that, uh, where do you think no, the I nuance think, yeah, comes from? I think, and, yeah. and and where do you is it in the disguise or is it in finding the vulnerable matchups? I think it's I think it's about the matchups. I think a lot of coaches I know for sure Dan Quinn. Look what Dan Quinn's done defensively yeah. for the Cowboys. He's found matchups, whether it was Lyle Collins or Jonah Williams or what was going on inside for the Bengals. You yeah. know, he was looking for matchups in order to to have success. And I think when you're talking about talking about running the same place, you're right about the route concepts and things like that. The creativity comes in how you call them. And I'll give you an example. The other day on the final drive, the, on the first down play when they threw the ball to, uh, to C.D. Lamb, they ran a stack formation and they pivoted, they pivoted uh, C.D. Lamb behind Dalton Schultz coming off the line. They pivot him, and Schultz ended up really kind of blocking not only the, the CD's man, but his own man. So the ball, I mean, now the ball goes to CD and it gets like a nine-yard gain yeah. because some creativity. That, you know, yeah, the running plays, the counters and things like that, you know, running the ball most, sure. Zone stretch, inside zone, outside zones gap scheme, whatever, that's all pretty much the same. But that's where the creativity comes in. The guys that are able to create, and the Bengals did it, you know, with their own thing. They created some picks too. They had some drops. How many drops did the Bengals have running in the middle of the, uh, you know, the Dallas defense? They, they, that, I remember they, they, they hit digs on a rub route on a yeah. third down with Chase, and yeah. he, he picked up the and first down. he picked up down. the first yeah. down. So that's where your creativity comes in. 
that's when it's like, okay, this is our this is our way of getting our guys free, you know. And like I said, great job by Cooper uh, by excuse me by Cooper finding uh, Lamb, but also the design of him behind uh, a Schultz pick. Next question here from Joshua. He says, with Schultz out for Monday Night Football, not certain, by the way. It is not, not certain that, not that certain, he's out. Yeah. I I think that if you were to ask me today, I'm guessing he probably would miss, mm-hmm. but it does sound like that'll be it. They got an extra day. Sounds like that'll be it. They do have an extra day. Uh, they do have a tight end on the practice squad, Sean McEwen. Right. Uh, but he says, will the Cowboys activate Tolbert and use less 12 personnel? I mean, as it stands now, unless you call up McEwen, you just have Hendershot and Ferguson. Right. Um, but Ferguson's done a really nice job, I think, blocking. Uh, Hendershot allows Hendershot them. on the one the one yard touchdown run got in a fight, basically. <laughs> like the whistle had blown yeah. and he was still blocking. Matter of fact, the ball I've I've said this when you watch the tape. The Cooper Rush was throwing the ball to Hendershot on the drag. The ball deflected and yeah. went to Noah Brown. Yeah. You look at Cooper Rush's eyes, he's hitting the drag underneath the Hendershot that got tipped. So Hendershot would have caught that ball likely and then went up the sideline and field goal range and all that. But yeah, I, I you know, let's see what they they used Luke Gifford too the other day as a fullback. Yeah. So maybe you play with the two tight ends and then you have Luke Gifford as that extra guy that you need uh in the in the game. Or maybe Maybe this is an opportunity to use one of the offensive linemen, you know, that are that are that are dressing for the game that use, you know, well, let's go or one of those guys. Well, and typically, uh, I think a big reason why Gifford's probably doing it right now. You and I saw that with uh, McGovern in at left guard, they were running Farniak as the as the fullback in yeah, training camp. Right and now, Farniak's doing that, so they're having to find some different creativity. I will say, I think that I, I'm excited to see. How I think Ferguson and Schultz are similar tight ends, to right. be honest. Uh, I think Hender, Hendershot's got a little bit more of a a vertical capacity, and so one of the things that you know we talk about teams running the same route concepts and things right. like that. I know one of the things that when you have two tight ends, one of the benefits when you've got a more athletic seam one or you've got one that's a little more of Jason Witten type is that you can run those different concepts. You can have. Ferguson, for instance, running that Y option, which is you know either you're you're doing the the little curl or you're you're going inside outside depending on what look you're getting, and then with somebody like Hendershot, all right, you've got the you know you got him reading the safeties. He can either run up the seam if it's cover one, if it's cover two, he can bend it to a post, and so they're going to be able to run some. I know McCarthy's not a huge fan of option routes, but everybody tends to run them with the tight ends because of Kellen what the Moore runs are. them a lot more than what Mike McCarthy would. Kellen's a bigger fan yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way. Uh, for those of you that were angry about it five years ago, it's one of the reasons why Des Bryant ended up getting moved on from. He was never a, a big option or yeah, out guy. Yeah. Didn't like running those. Uh, but ultimately, I think that I, I'll be really interested to see Hendershot and Ferguson, if they are paired together, what kind of route concepts they're running together because I think you could see some different things. Um, next question here from Jake. Any updates on Jabril Cox? Curious why back-to-back inactive tags ramp up from the injury. Man, they have handled that injury a little weird. I think that he's still a little banged up. I think he's banged up. He has not taken the brace off. Yeah. I, I also, I, I was I was having a conversation with somebody. I don't want to say who because I don't want to necessarily yeah. like out who they, you know, yeah. what their thoughts were on this. But I was having a conversation with somebody at practice. And I was like, man, we got to figure out this Jabril Cox thing. And this person I was talking to said, part of me just goes like, at the end of the day, he is still a fourth round linebacker though. And you have Anthony Barr now, and you've got Leighton Vander. Like, what's the need to even have – even if he's fully healthy, does Jabril Cox have to be active? 
Like, is that a guy you need on your – I don't know that you do. And when I thought about it like that, it's like, man, maybe that is why they're taking such a yeah, conservative it, approach. It, it's not the receiver position where you need Gallup back. Yeah, but, but you know, we like the Oklahoma State kid. Devin Harper, it, yeah. We like Harper, but wouldn't you like to see Cox be active instead of Harper? I think I would. I think so. I'd rather see, honestly – I had someone tell me Damone Clark, the LSU kid, the other LSU linebacker, maybe sooner than later on him. I uh, I I need to I need to check with a source on something, but I've got some interesting stuff on Demont Clark. I need to make sure I can talk about it on the air. We'll talk about yeah. that Friday. I Sounds think. good. Uh, next question here from uh our buddy uh Stevie J. Uh, he's asking Peters plugged right into the Bears lineup last season. Why is this ramp up period taking longer than we initially expected? What are the chances he plays Monday? So Peters was in there week one, but it's important to remember Peters signed. August 16th, I think, yeah. and then they played September. It was a month ramp-up still. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think it is a similar ramp-up. Conditioning up. is the only thing going on with him right now. That's yeah. what I was told. Because I asked about him, and, and we were, and I was talking with some people in the organization. They said the only thing holding him back right now is conditioning, and it's not there yet. That's a no. 40-year-old man trying to get ready. It, ta- it takes some time. and look, He's, he's, he's a- working out, though. I, I mean, I've, I've been walking. You know, I walk from the studio – after Cowboys He's break, got a helmet on. He's and I, I see him out there, and I see him working with Britt Brown, and I see him working with others, and so yeah, he's trying, he's trying to get back. So I, I think we do see him sooner rather than later. Yeah, I do. Too. If it's not this week, I think he's probably ready week four. Yeah. Uh, next question here from David Miller: What's the biggest reason the offense is not scoring much? Quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, play calling. What is it? Uh, I mean, well, obviously, first game there were a lot of issues. I think everybody was bad, to be honest. And then this past week, you obviously are working without your quarterback. You're still waiting for your receiver to get back. I think it's just a matter of health and and find and trying to find cohesion on that offensive line, getting your quarterback back. I think then things will settle down a little bit. But the other thing, honestly, is this offense, this personnel, this isn't Team Forty Burger. No, <laughs> like this is not going to be the team no. that's going to do that. Not because you don't have the you don't have the the offensive line, and it's going to be there's going to be growing pains. They're going to miss blocks. They're gonna. It's gonna be a struggle, you know. With the quarterback is was a struggle. I'm gonna give you, uh, you know, the whole thing too. Cooper Rush I thought played very, very well. He took a lot of hits in that game. Yeah. If you, I mean, get rid of the ball, then get hit. Get rid of the ball, then get hit. You know, it wasn't clean for him. It wasn't as clean as it needed to be. But I thought he stepped up and did a nice job. But a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. Do you feel like? Real quick question on Cooper Rush. If you watch the film back, do you feel yeah. like he's got to keep his throws in the middle of the field? I feel like when he's throwing at the sideline, he's short hopping them. I tell you what, it's a little bit like it takes a little bit like a I don't little, know if there's a depth perception thing hump for to him the or ball, something. Yeah, because yeah, there, there I, I tell you what, times, it was a ball at the feet or the, right in front of the him. The ball he threw down the sideline when it was coming at us uh, when, from the press box seat to Ceedee Lamb, the deep shot that they took. If he throws that ball a little bit more, now, there was some throw the ball the outside, and you'd probably be okay there. Don't let you know the defender get it. That's one of those balls, if you threw it a little bit to the inside, it would have been a touchdown, to, or it would have been a huge play to C.D. Lamb. I think he throws a pretty good deep ball. I think he's fine there. I, I think my but bigger, you're right. My the stuff to the outside. The 12-yard out route, oh, it I'm, seemed like I'm worried. Inter, it, it seemed like Interceptionsville. Uh, was, that's that's what I'm worried. And, yeah. and there were two or three times he threw something into the flat where it yeah. was at the feet, and yeah. it was just nowhere close. And so yeah. I don't know what it is. Just something about throwing to the sideline yeah. it, it seems to be a little bit of a struggle for him. Uh, last question here from Cairo 
and then staying on this offensive line discussion, which we just referenced there, how much better do you guys feel about the offensive line compared to a month ago, if you feel better at all? I think I feel, I think given where the personnel is and you lose your left guard and you weren't expecting that, I think I will give them a passing grade for the expectation right now. I don't think they've yeah, told you yet. I think if if McGovern if McGovern was playing the left guard, I'd feel even better. Sure. But I mean, Tyler Smith has done an They're act- battling. They're, they're all they, battling. they are battling. There there there's some limitations there. Yeah. But it and it's not killing them at, at quite yet and hopefully it won't kill them. That does it here for us. Uh, I think we're going to be doing something a little bit different for you guys on Friday. I think we're going to, Brian and I have talked about this. If you like this segment, get your questions answered. I think Brian and I are going to take a whole episode out. Because we got a Monday night game. Because we right? got a Monday night game. So Monday right. morning will be the preview show, really. Yeah. We don't want to hit you with four straight days of Giants talk. So uh, I think we're going to do it an all mailbag episode. So if you want to get your questions in, hit us up on Twitter. You can email me, bobby.belt at odyssey.com. Uh, we'll take your questions in any format. I think we'll we'll tackle it. And then Monday, we'll really ramp up preview time for this Giants team and, and hopefully know more about Dalton Schultz's health, Michael Gallup, where Jason Peters is at, and have some of those answers for you guys then. Uh, until Friday, we will talk to you guys later.